Chapter One of the Life of Saint Paul. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Life of Saint Paul by Francis Alice Forbes. Against the Goad. They had him now at last this insolent follower of the crucified nazarene who had dared to preach openly in the synagogue against their law this was the result of gamaliel's advice a short time since when they had had peter and john the very heads of this pernicious sect within their grip if this be the work of man he had said it will destroy itself if it be of god you cannot thwart it and they had taken his counsel and let them go with a caution not to preach in this name they had replied insolently these nazarenes were always insolent judge ye if it be better to obey men rather than god and had gone their way bolder than ever they had been wiser when they had crucified the leader of these men between two thieves there had been peace for a little while after that and now here was this stephen whom they had caught at last thanks to the energy and determination of saul of tarsus he had promised to be more troublesome than them all for he was no ignorant fisherman no unlettered tax-gatherer but a man of culture and education who spoke greek fluently and was trained in the heathen learning all the restless young men in the city had gone after this new teacher whose personal charm was so strong and whose preaching was so eloquent well there should be no indulgence this time they would see to that tear upon tear they sat in the great hall of the sanhedrin and tear upon tear of scowling faces looked down upon the young deacon who stood as his master had stood not so long before alone in the midst of his enemies there was no sign of fear in the prisoner an outsider brought suddenly into the court might have concluded from his joyous and noble bearing that the great council of jewish doctors had met to confer some honor on the young man who stood before them witness after witness was called always the same charge in almost the same words he had spoken constantly in the synagogues against the law and against the holy place are these things so asked the judges it was the usual formula and meant that the prisoner was at liberty to speak in his own defence but stephen was not thinking of his own defence his time was near at hand he knew it and rejoiced the palm of martyrdom was already within his grasp but while life remained in him he had a message for the world were there any there who had ears to hear it amongst that great multitude was there one soul to be won for his master? The fearless eyes of the young deacon searched the faces round him for a sign that the spirit was alive within. Searching, they rested for a moment on a face that was not to him altogether as the rest, though it belonged, as Stephen well knew, to one of the most bitter of his lord's persecutors, through whose means he himself had been taken. The eyes of the prisoner and those of Saul of Tarsus met for a moment and then stephen spoke in answer to the witnesses who had declared him a blasphemer of the law men and brethren rang out the clear young voice 
the god of glory appeared to our father abraham then launching forth as one inspired into his theme he set forth in glowing terms the mercy of god towards his chosen people this was not altogether what the doctors of the law had expected the scowl of hatred faded gradually from their faces they sank back in their seats with self-complacent satisfaction and listened to stephen's words from across the great hall the dark eyes of saul the pharisee watching saw the face of stephen as he himself told st luke years later has the face of an angel it was a strange thing he said to himself that radiant expression of joy in one who knew that he was facing death he had seen it before in these nazarenes he had seen it even in women and children when he had driven them from their homes tracking them down like wild beasts to deliver them to prison and to punishment not to death the romans had watched too carefully for that but times were changing tiberius was dead caligula his successor took but little interest in his foreign provinces the roman government was absent an execution or two would certainly be overlooked at such a moment and strong measures were needed if this sect were to be stamped out once for all as it ought to be stephen spoke on little did his hearers see whither the burning words of the young deacon were tending little did they notice how in strong contrast to the glories of the chosen people of god's mercies towards them he was setting their rebellious spirit their hardness of heart their treatment of the prophets their earthly-minded clinging to the letter of the law whilst they ignored its spirit pausing at last he looked round at the assembled listeners a universal expression of placid self-complacency was on every face they had drunk in greedily all that flattered the pride of their race the rest had passed unheeded his words had struck against that wall that had resisted to the last the teaching of his master the pharisaical pride that had nailed his master to the cross and mocked at the all-holy in his agony and he stephen was about to follow in his footsteps his heart leapt at the thought time was short let them hear the truth once for all before he died ye uncircumcised in heart and ears the fearless voice rang through the hall like a trumpet note always you resist the holy ghost as your fathers did betrayers and murderers of the just one you who have received the law from the hands of angels and have not kept it an electric thrill ran through the assembly in the space of a moment the stately council of the sanhedrin had become a mob of howling fanatics stephen turned instinctively to the dark face of saul who stood erect and silent amidst the general tumult his lips set with bitter determination a smouldering fire of anger in his eyes the young deacon's indignation died away in a passion of pity looking upwards suddenly his face shone with a supernatural beauty which for a moment held even his raging enemy spellbound i see the heavens opened he said the awestruck sweetness of his voice falling strangely on the sudden silence and the son of man standing at the right hand of god there were some there who had heard the same words before not so long before when a greater than stephen had stood at their judgment seat the savage tumult broke out again more wildly than ever 
there was no question now of further trial or condemnation with yells of rage they flung themselves upon the prisoner and dragged him forth from the precincts of the holy place to be stoned outside the gates of the city according to the law the witnesses should cast the first stones at the criminal in an execution where all else was unlawful it was well to be correct on one point the witnesses therefore cast off their outer garments for greater freedom and laid them down at the feet of saul of tarsus whose zeal for the law and whose tireless energy had been of such service to them in this matter and they stoned stephen the young martyr fell stunned and bleeding but soon struggled to his knees and raised his hands to heaven lord jesus receive my spirit he prayed almost in his master's words the mists of death were closing round him once more his eyes looking on his murderers with a divine forgiveness in their depths met those of saul erect and motionless at his post lord lay not the sin to their charge he cried in ringing accents they were his last words sinking to the earth christ's first martyr fell asleep and saul was consenting to his death the little band of the faithful with the apostles laid the shattered body of stephen with love and reverence in its last resting place a resting place offered them tradition tells us by that wise and gentle rabbi gamaliel whose influence had prevailed with the sanhedrin to let the apostles go free lest perhaps as he had said ye be found to be fighting against god the first martyr blood which was to be the strength of the church had been shed the influence of the young deacon who shines out to us for one moment like a radiant vision was to endure in the words and deeds of others most of all perhaps in the words and deeds of that bitter enemy of christ destined later to follow in his footsteps why was it that the events of that trial and martyrdom were burnt indelibly into the heart and mind of saul of tarsus why was the christ in the blinding vision near damascus to remind him that it had been hard to kick against the goad what had the young martyr seen in the face of saul behind the anger and hatred that were visible to all lest perhaps she be found to be fighting against god was it the anguish of a fearful doubt end of chapter one